Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. And the voice of the blues here on 101 ESPN, Chris Kerber joins us. Good morning, Kerbs. How you doing? Randy, I'm doing awesome. How are you? Everything's good, and that was a disappointing uh, loss the other night, and we're, we're spoiled because the Blues are so good when they have a lead. And I said to my family, once it was 3 nothing, I said, this game's over. There's no way they allow three or more goals. Well, uh, I went the other way. I'm sitting there with a 3 nothing lead going, this isn't good. <laughs> and, and the only reason, but, but the only, you're, you're absolutely right, but the only reason that I say that is more the history of the last few years. And it's not, it's a bigger thing when you look back literally over probably a, a four year stretch that even dates back to maybe the last year of Ken Hitchcock, where um, the, the, the general makeup of this team, when they get out to an early lead is that they give it up. I mean, it's happened in seasons as many as 15 to 19 times. I think over the last four years, you're probably averaging about 10 or 11 times. Now, I don't know where that sits in terms of, other teams around the league. And, and the Blues have won some of those games. It's gone to overtime. They've won them a shootout. They've won them. So it's not like all those have been losses. But it is something just about this team where, um, you know, when, when L.A. made it 3-1, to one, you needed that extra gear to make it 4-1 to one again, and they just couldn't find it. Having said that, um, as, you, as you know, I've, I take a very realistic approach to these things, right? I mean, that was, that, that was the fifth game of a long road trip where you're stuck out in the, the rigid COVID scenario of California where guys are not even allowed to eat in the same room together. I mean, it's, and, and so I, I, and you're playing the second game of back-to-backs. I'm not at all worried from that standpoint. I think it's great that they still picked up a point in their 4-0-1 in this, uh, in, in this uh, road trip. And Curbs, when this stretch against the California teams started, you come out of that a series against Arizona, and I was thinking, okay, in these 10 games against the California teams, they need to come up with 14 to 16 points. If they win tonight, it'll be 13 points, and with all the injuries, I'm kind of happy with the 13 points in this stretch, if they can win tonight. Well, absolutely, and even if they don't win tonight, Randy, you're still talking you know, 4-1-1 four, four, one and one on a six-game road trip out there. That That would be pretty outstanding. You come home, you've got a few days off, which which I'm sure they're going to desperately need at home to be able to be back in their own houses. And then you play Las Vegas for two, and then you go right back out to Southern California. So the stretch continues. You know, you you, you look at how this team rebounded. That's extremely well. You stay where you are, second in the division, uh, which is great. Now, the thing is that the teams you're right in the battle with, Minnesota, Colorado, Las Vegas, they've got some games in hand on you. But you've got enough of a lead, right? If the, the game's in hand for Minnesota, if they won them and you were dead even, would only give you them a one-point lead over you right now. Uh, the flip side is the teams below you in the bottom half of the standings, you've created some distance a little bit with them. And even though they might have one game in hand, you know, Anaheim has the same number of games played. So you're getting some of the separation where you really want it to be. And and that's the way you have to look at it. I We've said all along from the beginning of the season, you, you got to look at this season in one way, and that is, just get in. It, I don't because it does to me. Yeah, there's a there is always an advantage to have home ice. You want it if you can get it. But the reality of it is, is it's not like getting in is going to make the playoff process any easier in this West Division. What do you think of Tarasenko? Loved what he did, uh, Dan. I, I 
you know what, I, I, my expectations for game one were just to get through it healthy, to be honest with you. And I, I think you were encouraged by two shifts. One, he took a real strong hit from, uh, from Drew Doughty. And then later in that shift, he returned the favor. So that, that willingness and knowingness that he felt comfortable to engage and hit uh, tells you something about the shoulder. He had the game on his stick there in overtime. We dipped that shoulder with that power move, you know, and it just fell off his stick, which, is, um, you know, which would have been a storybook way to end it. But uh, his ice time went up. He was four and a half minutes in the first, four and a half in the second, six and a half in the third, uh, and, and then moved forward. So uh, I thought for a first game back, having not played in 204 days, you're, you're pretty happy with how he looked. I think he had, what, something like four shots on goal, too. Right. Curbs, do you know where the Blues are staying? We saw the story over the weekend about the Fairmont Hotel in San Jose, and I know the Blues were at least scheduled to be there. What have they done travel-wise? Yeah, you know what, Randy? I didn't reach out to Richie and ask that. I, I don't know yet. There, there's a hotel just up the street, a couple doors up, that they may have found it. And, and one of the challenges that they had to do, and Las Vegas was in that hotel when yeah. they filed for bankruptcy and had to move out. Uh, so uh, it's a and, and, I, and it's a really nice hotel, actually, and you can walk to the rink from it. Uh, it's, it's in a good spot. So I think, uh, and, and there were reports that it'll reopen in a few months uh, once they get some things sorted out. But I, I haven't found out exactly where they stood or, or what kind of scrambling Rich Jankowski had to do for him. Last time we saw the Blues and Sharks, uh, Bennington went nuts. Do you think there's any carryover to that uh, tonight? I, I think Bennington comes out with fire in his belly, but I honestly, Dan, think he comes out with fire in his belly every single day. Like, yeah. I don't. Kind of like, I mean, you guys, I'm sure, if you haven't talked about it, you saw that video that that guy put out with Yachty yesterday and throwing down to first base and then challenging the guy. So, I mean, you just love that competitive fire, right? It doesn't matter whether it's a, a spring training game or, or a game seven of the World Series. He's got that fire. I think Bennington has some of that same attitude in him. And uh, he'll go in and whether he has the manufacture, you know, with a, pretending he's got a rivalry with Evander Kane or he wants to stick it to Dubnikon, it doesn't matter. He's going to find a way to fire himself up. And so I think it'll carry over in that sense, but it can't carry over to the sense that it it, it impacts uh, the play in any way because, as, like we just talked about, those two points are just so valuable. Curbs, we, we don't know, aside from Vladdy being back, about the rest of the injured players. But I've mentioned this before. I kind of compare what the Card- what the Blues are dealing with now to the 2006 Cardinals. If they can get their guys back, I think they're going to just run down that roster when the playoffs start, the first day of the playoffs, and say, okay, we've got our team back. And like you said, you finish in the playoffs, get in the first four, and get Bozak back, get Robert Thomas back, get uh, your injured defenseman Colton Pareko back. If you could do that, and obviously we don't know how severe the injuries are or when they are going to be back, Jaden Schwartz, if you could start the playoffs with a full, healthy roster or reasonably healthy, healthy enough to play, I think the Blues would be that team that nobody wants to see. Well, and, and to that point, I, I think you have to look at getting those guys back, Randy, as, uh, as, as essentially the trade deadline for the St. Louis Blues right now. I mean, that, the, the trade deadline, is when it, when it comes up in April, is going to be difficult as it is, just because players might have to quarantine or whatever. But the other guy, too, is Oscar Sundquist. Yeah. You know, from the beginning of last season, the, the St. Louis Blues are 51-20-10 when Oscar Sundquist is in that lineup. I mean, he's, he's an absolute engine for them. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's a legitimately uh, fair comparison and a great comparison. You know, think of the injured players that you just mentioned, right? And you still in that last game 
threw out a top six grouping of Cairo, O'Reilly, and Tarasenko. Cairo and O'Reilly, both are 20 points or more. And then Hoffman, Shannon, 18 points for Hoffman, 20 for Shen, 25 for Perron going into that game. That, that's still your top six with all those injuries. And, I mean, that, that's, that's pretty doggone good when you look at that depth. Yeah, there's no doubt. And tonight will be interesting. And hopefully, like we said, the Blues can come away with a win on the last day of this trip and then come home and take on Vegas and uh, Alex Petrangelo making his return later in the week. Yeah, that was that was going to be a big one, and you know, much like we saw last week when uh, Zdeno Chara returned to Boston, and there were no fans in the stands. I, I still think, like to me, Zdeno Chara is just one of those just great captains, guys, leaders. Like he's been amazingly respectful. Whether you talk to him when he was playing in the American Hockey League for the Lowell Lock Monsters or the Kentucky Thoroughblades, right, uh, all the way up to to his time in Washington now. And and it's such a shame that he had to play his last team for Boston and his first team back with no fans in the stands. I, I feel the same way uh, about Alex Petrangelo. He meant a lot to this organization. Uh, he had the absolute right to do what he did. Uh, everybody has, you know, that's the first time that you get a chance to make your own decision about where you're going to play in your career. I, I totally respect that. And uh, I just wish that there were more fans in the stands. But I know we will have some, which is good. And I'm sure they're going to give him a great uh, round of applause. And then maybe we get a chance to do it again next year when uh, when we can pack more people in. What are they planning for him in his return, Curbs? Dan, I would just think that it's a, uh, you know, you, you do the you do the video. You still put it up there. I mean, uh, Boston did it for Chara with nobody in the stands. So uh, that that's about what it's going to be. And then, you know, depending on how things go down the road here, there might be another time when he retires where, there's even something more that can be done. But I, I don't know that you can do much more than that other than uh, thank him for his time and, and the greatness that he brought to this organization. And then and then you go out and you try and beat him. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, Petro does have a goal and five assists in his last seven games. So six points in his last seven games. He seems to be finding his way in Vegas. Curbs, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All right. See you later. That is the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.